Welcome to the Modern Yogi Podcast. An exploration of ancient wisdom. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome hello. back. Welcome. I actually don't like to start with the podcast until you say hello, hello. Everybody's <laughs> really staring at me. Yeah, we're both I looking that. at her. We're like, hey, say hello to everybody. We don't know how to interact with the other <laughs> so And this what? is episode number 18. All right, 18, 18, 18. 18. Nice. And so we a quick recap, Shamali, of what happened in our last episode. All righty. So we dove into chapter three is all about karma yoga. Chapter two, it was all about the constitution of the soul. Now in chapter three, Arjuna's like, give me direct instruction. Help me out more clearly. I don't want to do this. So Krishna's like, okay, karma yoga is how you're able to transform anything because karma is is action the action yoga is union so how we can transform any work that we do in this world whether we're accountants teachers therapists whatever you do into connecting to krishna all by your consciousness so bhakti yoga is connecting directly like we're doing direct devotional service but if you live in this world and have a job your occupation you're not able to do direct service which is the goal that's okay. Krishna's giving you like a sliding scale. He's giving you karma yoga, action yoga. And he's so, also talking about like the people, like depending on who you are, right? Like if you are following Krishna consciousness, you don't have to do yagyas. You don't have to do sacrifices, right? But if you're a materialistic person that is... Um, wanting to have many things and all of right. that. He's Sense saying, gratification. Yeah, this is only going to tie you more to this world and keep the reincarnation going and going and going. So he's saying for you, you need to do sacrifices. You need to do right. yagyas. Right, because yeah. we, we talked about yagyas as a way to develop gratitude. I'm going to give back for what I've been given. But right, we don't need to do that if you're not going to enjoy the senses and just try to be Bypass all of that and be Krishna conscious, be a transcendentalist because love of Krishna is the highest. And the cool thing is like, if you're, if you're not, if you're a materialist, right? And you're like, okay, I have to do the yagyas. Once you do the yagyas, that actually also leads you to Krishna consciousness, which is Mm. awesome. It's like a great path. And yeah, and Krishna, there was a beautiful part that he said, if you give me your love and you can bypass all the rules and regulations, which he ultimately wants our loves. He doesn't want just all the moral code and strictly robotically following everything. So he says, if you give me your love, he will personally illuminate by his grace your path. So kind of like the equation that ages ago I had brought up about knowledge plus devotion, plus duty or dharma is the path. So now we're going to add karma yoga is the way. It can either be bhakti yoga if you're directly doing something, but if not, for many people probably listening, it's going to be through karma yoga or your duty. And that is how you're going to get Krishna to illuminate your path. So you keep your head down detaches the doer, let go of your ego, try to offer it as as a service to Krishna, and he's going to subtly softly through your heart inspire you and show you the way yeah and uh just like doing the morally right thing to do is basic we have krishna consciousness which is so much higher than that so like shamali said just do your work and trust that krishna has your path laid out yeah and i love the last line in text 19 had said a krishna conscious person can engage in all kinds of activities but is completely non-attached so meaning on the outside he might look like he's just doing any other job cooking, cleaning the dishes, taking care of his family, going to work. Oh, but there's oceans of a difference in his consciousness. Mm. So it's all an internal change that we're trying to cultivate, connecting karma yoga now to the equation I talked about ages ago. So 
keep going down the path. Love that. And before we go into the invocation, um, Priya, did you have anything to mention? <laughs> no, no. Do you want to talk about our Instagram? Uh, yeah, we have one. Oh, we yeah. have one, and yeah. it's called <laughs> Modern Yogi Podcast. So if you have any comments, questions, concerns, if you have anything, even if karma yoga doesn't even make any sense to you, because karma yoga, <laughs> karma yoga, right from chapter three doesn't make any sense. DM us with a question, yes, right? Please. And We'd love to answer it for you. So that Instagram, again, is at Modern Yogi Podcast, and we'd love to see you there. We'd love to hear from you. Feedback, questions, anything at all. Um, Make this we, more interactive. We like you. We want to hear from you. Yeah. yeah. Hope you like <laughs> us, too. Oh, my God. Please like us, too. Oh, okay. my God. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The invocation, please. Let is. Oma Jnana Timirandasya Jnana Shalakaya Shakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Translation. I was born in the darkest ignorance and my spiritual master opened my eyes with the torch of knowledge. I offer my respectful obeisances onto him. You know, what's incredible. More and more as we get through the chapters, I feel it goes building to the translation of our invocation prayers. So yeah, as we have said, the spiritual master is there with the torch of the light. You just got to keep your head down. And the spiritual master is Krishna in this case. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Arjuna's spiritual master is Krishna. Krishna's right guiding now. you. He's like, I got you. Just do these things. Let go of your ego. Don't see yourself as the doer. I'm all so great. This is just me. I'm, I have all these talents. But it's Krishna working through you. He's given you these things. So cultivate that attitude and you can be an instrument for him. Love that. All right, Priya, take us away. Chapter three, text number 20. Kings such as Janaka attain perfection solely by the performance of prescribed duties. Therefore, just for the sake of educating the people in general, you should perform your work. Okay, so I don't want people to freak out now that we're introducing a random character. Krishna is giving an example here, right? He's <laughs> just giving an example of this king named Janaka, right? And so if you guys, some of you know the story of Diwali, right? It's uh, it's when Lord Ram came back after defeating evil, the, the evil... Um, what, what was the guy, the bad guy's name in the Ravana. story? Ravana. Ravana. That's it, right? Anyway, so <laughs> he came back after defeating Ravana and then ev like everybody on the town like lit up his path and there's so many like candles and whatnot. And so Lord Rama was married to Sita and then Lord Rama, who's also an incarnation of Krishna, very important, he had a father-in-law and his name was King <laughs> Janaka. Before you go into that, that going, continue into Janaka, uh, what's an incarnation? Ooh, so, okay. So throughout different time periods, we believe believe that Krishna like comes in different you've heard the word avatar right yeah you know that Steven Spielberg Steven Spielberg movie right <laughs> avatar right avatar just means a different form of right mm -hmm. so incarnation means a different form of mm, so right. throughout and time side, oh, yeah, yeah so throughout time like Krishna has descended as different avatars or different incarnations mm. to teach us different lessons right, right. so there's different av uh, like avatars or incarnations like Buddha is yeah. an incarnation of he Krishna teaches us as well violence. exactly right and, and then, Ram who teaches us uh, like how to be the best like leaders of society because yes. he was like a great leader. Yeah. So and Lord Rama was an incarnation of Krishna. And this is not to be confused, just side note that we believe in many gods because Krishna is still the topmost one God we believe in, but just like one candle can light many different candles and still be the main candle, he can come through different forms. 
I was like, candle, candle, candle. I was like trying to keep up with the candles. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if you think about it, like um, reincarnation, right? Like what you were in your past life or your past life mm-hmm. before that, right? So it's kind of like thinking about like you weren't you. You weren't Shama Sangeeta in your previous life. You were a man, maybe. Um, a Most name, likely. Joseph. Yeah. Just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> a man named Joseph. That was me. <laughs> and so Joseph and you would have the same soul. We'd be... I, technically the same person yeah. if you consider it that way and so the same way krishna comes at different times like sort of like reincarnations that's why it's yes. a, right and so that's how maybe you can picture it it's the same person coming at different different times. time periods right yeah. like krishna mm-hmm. in this particular story with krishna and arjuna on a battlefield that was five thousand years ago right? right but buddha came at a different time period yeah, yeah. It, well, exactly when it was needed when it was needed right. to teach society the lessons to learn and so that bringing it back to this verse here is like king janika was teaching and educating his townspeople about what to do what the right thing to do was yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So it says, Lord Krishna and Arjuna, the Lord's eternal friend, had no need to fight in the battlefield of Kurukshetra, but they fought to teach people in general that violence is also necessary in a situation where good arguments fail. Yeah. That sounds so heavy because you're like, wait, what? If arguments fail, we should go to fist. And eh, not, not every time. But this, in this case, before the battle, every effort was made to avoid war. Yes. Right. right? So it's like, what are we supposed to do? Give up and let the people suffer? Because the situation was that the, the um, the other side was the other very side. corrupt. Yeah, exactly. They were so corrupt that they were not going to treat the people right. They were not going to be the great leaders. They were, in fact, going to be some of the leaders that are kind of what we have right now in mm-hmm. this yeah. in, in Earth, right? So Krishna's like, you cannot let innocent people suffer. Yep. Because, I, I mean, it is a really difficult choice to make, but you cannot let people suffer. Therefore, we should show people that... When we must, we have to stand up for the innocent people and we have to kind of fight, right? So right. The, this war right now is kind of like Krishna setting an example as exactly. to what to do, what the righteous thing to do is. Because Arjuna was on such a path also himself that he was so he was already self-realized. He could have easily just not done his duties and he's situated in his connection to Krishna as his most intimate friend. I mean, what a platform to be on. But Krishna's like, no, even you need to fight to set an example because he was such a powerful leader, Arjuna, mm. that whatever he did, if he packed up, see all bye, runs to the forest, people will think, oh, I don't have to perform my duties. Arjuna didn't. And look at him. He's a great warrior. Exactly. He's a great spiritual leader also. Yeah. And and another thing it says, so like bringing it back to us, like in everyday life. It, so it says one who is situated in Krishna consciousness may not have any interest in the world, but he still has to work to teach the public how to live and how to act. Right. Like, so you might think, oh, well, you know, I can just be a devotee in a jungle, chant my rounds, chant Hare Krishna, you know, like chant with the tigers. I don't know. You can just do that, right? <laughs> but the reality is like we have to show an example of what it's like to be a modern yogi. What it's like Ooh, to live right. in this with society. Modern yogi. <laughs> oh, did you just drop our title there? Beautiful insertion. The modern yogi. What a catchy title. <laughs> yeah. How, how to live in this world. How maybe to be, uh, what is it of it, but what is that phrase? In it, but not of it. There we right. go, right? Like in it, but not of it, right? So like you have to still that. work. You still have to do all the things you have to do, but you have to remember ultimately who you are and like what your purpose is. So right. 
You know, this is, there are examples. Yeah. Yeah. A good example to illustrate what Priya is saying is I thought of Srila Prabhupada, the great teacher who brought all of this ancient, ancient knowledge from India to the West. He came when he was later on in life, when he was much older. How old was he? Like 70? I don't know. He was older. We're going to verify <laughs> exactly. 71 of those years. Yeah. 71 of those. Uh, 69. I don't know. Somewhere around Somewhere there. around there. Anyway. So he came when he was much older. And at that point, he had like, he, he had given up all other obligations other than his spiritual mission. That was his mission. But before that, he was definitely setting an example when he was, I don't remember, he was like, he had his high position job. He took care of his family. He would chant all of his rounds and his prayers at like early in the morning he would do four. Later on, he would do another four rounds of Japa meditation. So he did overall breaking it up between the day, all of his prescribed duties. He took care of his family. He did his meditation. Yeah, and he was is an example. Exactly. He juggled it all. He didn't just give it all up and say, I'm on a mission. I'm going to go and abandon everything. No, that wouldn't set a good example either. And someone like Srila Prabhupada was on a level that he was a self-realized soul beyond yeah. what one can even wrap their heads around. He was I mean, like imagine who, who could have thought, uh, I'm an Indian man. I will go to America. I just Googled it. He came at 69 years old. I 69. thought so. 69 yeah, with what? How many cents in his pocket? Like, like nothing like, in his pocket. Nothing. But like that idea, like he came here and he was like, I'm going to spread Krishna consciousness to a bunch of Americans and I'm going to put it all over the world. And he I'm going to have temples. Like how? That's a visionary. Like I, that's, I mean, I, I just can't. Great leader. Great, amazing spiritual leader. I right? mean, basically when he also, like, he did incredible things, which we have to one day dedicate an episode to talk about he like <laughs> went to russia and i know met one person was there like what one day maybe i'm getting the facts wrong but was there an insanely short amount of time and then boom from that visit he met one person who created the whole russian temple devotees all of the russian yatra the mm. whole shebang over there like <laughs> he was incredibly empowered but For he sure. still before he launched on his mission carried out his duty which is what we're talking about to set an example yeah, so no matter how great of a position you are, like Srila Prabhupada is obviously like different than we are. We're not Srila Prabhupada. But he's we can an empowered still, being. Yeah. Right, right. But we can still, as who we are, be an example for others, right? Yeah. And I think that that's ultimately what Krishna is saying here, what Arjuna is saying here is like, you got to just do your duty and be an example for others and how to live in this world. Um, but remember that you're still Krishna conscious, yes. right? That's, yeah. that's kind of what I got from it. I mean, I think, yeah, someone like Srila Prabhupada, I think had one foot two feet probably in the spiritual world. There's like some of his followers that say that they would once, once one had talked about opening the door and kind of like they, they felt he interrupted him on a conversation, but Srila Prabhupada was alone in the room. And like Srila Prabhupada totally had a vision that he was connected to something that we over time, I think have lost connection to and are trying to cultivate that now. Yep. Mm, so if you're listening podcast. to this podcast, great job. We're trying to cultivate the eternal everlasting life that's within and can be just a change in consciousness. It's right there. Love that. Text number 21. Oh, guys, this is one of my favorite. This is one of my favorite verses, okay? okay. And, and I have it actually like in a frame in, in my room. This Aww. is how much I love this verse. I've changed the pronouns to make them more gender neutral, but here it is. <laughs> Text number 21. Whatever action a great man performs, common men follow. And whatever standards he sets by exemplary acts, all the world pursues. Mm. Love this verse. Very important verse. And what, what does it what mean? What makes you love it so much, Shama, I just, for I, you? Honestly, I just love it. You, you ever, you ever um, 
Like, you ever seen that movie Forrest Gump? Oh, my God. I right. love it. I like Bach chocolate. <laughs> yeah, right? You never know what you're going to get. And so, and <laughs> literally, like, they made it a Bollywood remake of it. Like, literally. And it got, oh my God. it got released, like, two weeks ago. And I went to go watch it. And he was this great personality. And at one point in, in, in the movie, he starts running across country so like he goes to different parts can of the i country. just say that yeah. I, I had no idea that's where you were going with this and i'm utterly <laughs> shocked i'm like i'm sorry what this verse is great because of forrest gump you i'm gonna let you finish but i just think this is so funny i know it's long-winded i know i have a good point I <laughs> no, no, it's great it's great because I, even as i was watching this movie i was thinking of this verse i wow. swear because, okay, okay tell us because this is what happened right so at, at one point, he was just running, like for the sake of running, right? <laughs> he started running from one side of America to another side of America. And then he went to the top of America and then like he just kept running. And then he amassed this following, right? People just started following him around. <laughs> Did they know what they were running for? No, not at all. But they just kept running and running and running. Mm. And the Bollywood remake is... is pretty pretty accurate too because that man was just running around india but the point is that that if there is something that you stand for right mm. and if you actually put in the work to be a leader and to set an example for people other people will follow you you might not be conscious that they are looking up to you or mm -hmm. that they're like they're mm. looking at you but even even if it's like your little sister or a coworker or or your spouse or whatnot, everyone is watching you to some degree, right? We're yeah. all leaders in our own way, and so what we need to do is we need to set examples because people follow those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's true, and I think a part of that is also consistency, right? Because yes. Forrest Gump had to run. I mean, I haven't seen the movie, but he had to run a lot for people. To start he was following, so right? much, <laughs> so much running, so, so much. Like that consistency and knowing like what your purpose is makes other people want to do that too yes. right? yeah 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 so yeah it says in the purport people in general always require a leader who can teach the public practical behavior so for example yeah a leader can't teach the public don't smoke is bad for you if he himself does it they're not gonna you're they're not right, gonna buy right. it so yeah there's this um there's this part here that i thought was good um it says the king or the executive head of state meaning the president the father and the school teacher are all considered to be natural leaders of the innocent people in general. All mm. such natural leaders have a great responsibility to their dependents. Therefore, they must be conservant with standard books of moral and spiritual codes, right? Like it's such a, I thought it was really cool that they put kings, presidents, fathers, and school teachers. I thought mm. the school teacher thing was so cool because it's yeah. such an accurate point, right? Like these people are some of the first impressions oh my god that we have in our lives or some of the people that make like a big like um what is that what an impact yes, yes thank you an impact in people's lives so being of like having high morals and good spiritual codes like is the ideal circumstance for these people Can yeah. I just right. praise you guys both of you uh, both Shamali and uh, and Priya have been school teachers right or <laughs> are school teachers currently right literally you guys have the hardest job in the world and need to get paid more <laughs> because it's true you're leaving lasting um, impressions on their children everyone mm. remembers their favorite teacher because it's like you're leaving lasting imprints for people for children the rest of their lives yeah. so mm. kudos to both of you for Aww. everything you do for oh, the yeah. nation's children <laughs> <laughs> and I think Aww. that goes outside of I think 
think obviously the teaching aspect is important, but I think it goes outside of that. Also, like who we are as human beings transfers to them as like, oh, that's a good way to be, right? Yeah. Like mm. kindness and understanding and patience and compassion. Showing yep. them all these qualities outside of the subject, whether it's right. math or, mm-hmm. you know, Spanish or music, right. whatever it might be. So I just thought right. that was a really cool verse in here. Yeah. And in Sanskrit, they say that like an ideal teacher or one who lives by example is called an acharya. So tying it to Srila Prabhupada, he was definitely the the founding acharya, ultimate the acharya. ultimate one. Uh, yeah. who followed by, they say they have to follow the principles of sastra or scripture to teach man how to go about. Yeah, he was the ultimate ideal teacher because he did exactly what he said. He, like, you know, no no hypocrisy. Yeah. yeah. Like it's very much like he would, he would, like he was so amazing and like he would be so patient and so yeah. kind with everyone and he would cook for large groups of people. Like there's just, there's a lot of sacrifice actually that he Mm -hmm. did and a lot of devotion and And a lot of exemplary behaviors. Just like the kids who we teach can tell and in an instant, they can tell if a teacher is a real teacher or a phony, how far can we push the limits with Mm -hmm. this one? Students of any teacher in this world are perceptive. They can tell. And how nice is it when a teacher is fully transparent? As Priya, you said, there's no hypocrisy because then one should theoretically be able to follow in the footsteps of such a great teacher, or in this case, a devotee of the Lord, the best devotee of the Lord. And in that way, we can have faith that if we follow in their footsteps, we will make spiritual progress and ultimately get to realization. Yeah. So basically Krishna is telling Arjuna, um, listen, you got to do the right thing to be an example because where, uh, Great man, whatever a great man does, right. others follow, right? So he's like, you are a great man. You have to do your duty so that others can see that and do their duty as well. And look up to you, right? Yeah, because right. you have everybody looking up to you, mm-hmm. not just on this battlefield, but in this village, in this country, everyone is looking to you right now to do the right thing. I mean, I mean we're looking at him yeah. 5,000 years later. <laughs> That's, so like, <laughs> That's yeah. a crazy thing. I mean, he really had to set an example. So yeah. text 22, Shamali. All right. Oh, son of Partha, there's no work prescribed for me capital me, within all the three planetary systems. So here Krishna is talking about himself, that there's no work for him within all the planetary systems, nor am I in want of anything, nor have I a need to obtain anything. And yet I am engaged in prescribed duties, says Krishna. So essentially Krishna has a job. He is Mm -hmm. the creator. He's the maintainer. He's everything. He has a job. He doesn't need anything from us. He doesn't need (laughs) money from the collection plate. He doesn't need Maseratis. He doesn't need rope. He doesn't need anything, right? But he still needs to do his job, just like we need to do our job. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, son of Pritha. Just for Uh, people listening. Son of Pritha means Arjuna, right? He's Yeah, yeah, that's a nickname for it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've heard different ways. Partha I've heard, but maybe it's Pritha. This one is Pritha, but there is Partha. It's like ah. a different name of Krishna. It's just spelled differently. Right, you know, right. they are with the little dot underneath. Right. It's like for the Krishna, it's a R-I kind of sound. Pritha. Oh, nice. Okay. We learned something new. <laughs> is this Pritha is the son of, there's the name of Krishna here? Because no, no, no. Krishna. This is not the name of Krishna. Sorry. This is uh, Arjuna. Oh, right, son right, right. of Pritha. Krishna is talking to Arjuna. Oh, yeah, son yeah, of yeah. Pritha, but also Pritha can be pronounced Partha then. No, I think that's a different name. Really? I think Partha so. is a synonym for Arjuna, no? Yeah, because Great I've question. heard different ways. I've heard Partha Maybe Partha means son of Pritha, but I think it's a different word. We'll get back to you viewers yeah. or, or listeners <laughs> later on this, but we I'm pretty sure I've, I've heard Partha, but I might be wrong. But anyway. But literally Krishna is addressing Arjuna right, right now. Yes, right. yes. And so this text basically goes on to talk about everything that Krishna is. 
Yeah. Um, the, the purport, sorry. Um, it says he does not possess a bodily form like an ordinary living being. Mm-hmm. His senses are transcendental. So if you want to learn a little bit more about Krishna, you can read this purport and read all of it. It's just, there's like so much. Um, it, yeah, so much juice here. Since we've talked a lot about demigods, he says he, Krishna, is also worshipable by all demigods and is the supreme director of all directors. Like in a choir, he's the ultimate director of the symphony of life. In the corporation, he is the CEO <laughs> of everything. He's in charge of finance, accounting, HR, yeah. IT. He's yeah. everything. He's the supreme yeah. cause of all causes. This line I underlined, I love it. He says, he does not does not possess a bodily form like that of an ordinary living entity. There is no difference between his body and his soul. So let me pause here a second because that line, there is no difference between his body and his soul. So for all of us uh, humans in this life, I don't know about you guys, but you know, our body has all sorts of fluids that are less than, than beautiful, blood, pus, whatever, all those things. And then our soul is eternal. But the Supreme Lord has a body that's comprised of the same like pure light as his soul. They say sat chid ananda. What is that? Knowledge, bliss, and eternality. Eternality. (laughs) So yeah, that line caught my attention that like, wow, I mean, his, that permeates his entire being. All his senses are transcendental. It's just basically saying that there is no one greater than him. And then he's the supreme cause of all causes. Yep. He doesn't need anything. He doesn't want anything, but he still needs to do his job. His he's, still, prescribed he's still doing it. I don't yep. know if he needs to. He's just like, he's still doing yeah, it. Yeah, I'm here. Right. So still he's engaged on the battlefield of Kurukshetra as the leader of the Satriyas, because the Satriyas are duty bound to give protect, protection to the distressed. So I, when we were reading this text earlier, I was like, well, what do you mean Krishna doesn't want anything? He wants our love. That's the only thing he wants. And then uh, <laughs> Abjad, our producer, was like, it says he doesn't want anything. Ooh, <laughs> love is not a thing. Oh, yeah. And I was like, okay, Love is okay, not a thing. Okay. But again, we have free will. He doesn't force <laughs> us to give him his love. How sweet that he wants us to take that step and turn to him on our own. He's giving us all the faculties in this world that we can play with. It's our playground. So we got to take the first step and he'll take a million towards us. I love that. Did you make a TikTok sound? Like that? Okay, okay, okay. That's a really <laughs> popular TikTok audio right now. So Not, on like, <laughs> Not on purpose. Not on purpose. I love sorry. that. Text number 23, Priya. For if I've ever failed to engage in carefully performing prescribed duties, O Partha, certainly all men would follow my path. Ooh, if mm. I stop doing my job, everyone else is going to be like, all right, I'm going to take uh, a vacation for the rest of my life too. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Also, we just want to clarify, Partha is the same as Oson of Pritha. I told you it's a different word. <laughs> Wait. Uh, part. Oh. Love that. It's a separate word. It's okay. Love that. <laughs> right. Partha must mean son of Pritha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's just a different name. It's the same thing, but a different way of saying it. It's so a different nickname. Got it. But okay. yeah, basically Krishna saying, if I stop... Everyone else is going to stop because everyone's looking up to me. So if I stop showing up to work, everyone else is just going to be just lounging around. <laughs> yeah, and the same goes for you. So like yep. you can't do it either. Yep. All that's, right. that's the gist of that one, yeah? Text 24. All right. If I did not perform my prescribed duties... All these worlds would be put to ruination. I would be the cause of creating unwanted population and I would thereby destroy the peace of all living beings. Well, so here the Lord is taking a little like responsibility and saying like, yeah, I mean, 
I fathered all these living entities. And if they're misguided indirectly, the yep. responsibility is on me. So I want to lay everything out to help you do the best, kind of like the training wheels that you got to try to be able to see. They're there. They're all there. Yeah. yeah. And I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, we're kind of seeing Krishna's plight too, because he's kind of being vulnerable. He's like, he's mm -hmm. like showing us what he's doing, right? He doesn't need to do any of this stuff. But if he like stopped everything and like just Netflix and chilled for the rest <laughs> of like his life, it, it would really, really hurt everything else because he, as Shanley said, he is the father of all living entities, right? Yeah. And I think it's really cool. Uh, there's a sentence that says it right afterwards. It says, therefore, whenever there is a general disregard of regulative principles, Principles, the Lord himself descends and corrects the society. So this is kind of tied back to what we were talking about, the avatars, right? Yeah. So like, when does he come? Why does Krishna come? And when does he come? Like, does he just randomly show up just because he wants to? No, it's usually when there is a, a lot of uh, impiety. So like yes. a lot of negative behaviors mm -hmm. towards one another, people... Um, for, for example, like Buddha, right? Like Buddha came during a time where there was a lot of animal sacrifice and a lot of killing and a lot of unnecessary violence, right? And so Buddha came to establish the principle of ahimsa, which is nonviolent. So right. it was for a reason. Exactly. Right? So Krishna comes when there's a decline mm. in these principles, yes. right? And, and so that's, right. that. I just wanted to point that out. Love I, that. It's a really great. Right. And a careful note here that also, even though we have to follow in the footsteps of the Lord, we have to remember that we can't imitate him. So this doesn't, don't misinterpret it to be like, Ah, I am God. Yes, yes, yes. yes. No, no, no. And a it's, lot of those fake gurus out there are uh -huh. like, yes, I mean, I, my Shama name is would know all the yes. Netflix shows. Oh my out God, there, you know, <laughs> you guys need to watch Wild Wild Country. Okay, <laughs> we, we, we talked about that. We do <laughs> not need to advertise. Oh this my, no, 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 it's not. It's not advertising. I swear, but it's crazy because there's so many false uh, false prophets out there, or, people, or like just basically like cult leaders who are basically who they're they're Krishna. Who believe that they're Krishna. Yeah, and we're not Krishna. We no. are just his followers. Yes, you got it. All right, text 25 or? Yep. That's usually. As the ignorant perform their duties with attachment to results, the learned, the learned may similarly act, but without attachment for the sake of leading people on the right path. Right. So kind of as we had said, they might look the same on the outside, but you don't know what's going on in a pure devotee's heart and consciousness. Yeah, yeah. it says a person in Krishna consciousness and a person not in Krishna consciousness are mm. differentiated by different desires. Ooh, yes. So what we desire, what our intentions are, like what's right. going on inside our heads. We can all be like doing the same thing, going to work, you know, coming home, cooking dinner. We can all right. be doing the same thing, but our intentions and our desires is what sets us apart. Yes. Right. So if you're doing all this great charity, helping others, going to temples and churches and doing whatever meditation, all for a show and for praise and for gaining followers, you're not going to really because that's be not the right attention, right? That's not the con right consciousness to have. Yeah. Right? yeah, ultimately, the desire there is for acknowledgement, recognition, yeah. popularity, rather than to really understand and develop that relationship with Krishna. And I think that's important for us to to know because sometimes we can all fall into that, right? It's like yeah. doing something to make sure, oh, someone sees that I did this, right? right? And so like we can all sort of fall into that, but it's also like right, like checking your consciousness, checking your intention, like rechecking. Yeah, all of that stuff. And that takes awareness, like really sitting yes, with self -awareness. yourself and why am I doing this? Why am I saying this? So I would just say step one, become an observer of your own self. Like mm -hmm. question yourself, not to an extreme, but just start by starting to gently question, why do I want to say or do this? Yeah. It counts what we do when we're alone, when no one's watching. Yes, definitely. <laughs> All right. Text, text number 26. 26. So... As not to disrupt the minds of ignorant men attached to the fruit of results of prescribed duties, 
A learned person should not induce them to stop work. Rather, by working in the spirit of devotion, he should engage them in all sorts of activities for the gradual development of Krishna consciousness. Mm, now, I highlighted, I love this word, spirit of devotion. So that line, rather, by working in the spirit of devotion. That kind of ties to the whole point of chapter three, karma yoga, because they didn't say work in devotional service. That's directly bhakti yoga. That's direct action that you're let's say, I don't know, in a temple, cleaning the temple, you're doing some form of direct service bhakti yoga. But they said the spirit of devotion. Can I break down the text before? Yes, oh my God, yes, please Let's do break that. down yeah. the text before you go into what you're saying, Shamli, because yeah. I think what you're saying is really important, but I think we just need to clarify yeah, what yeah. this text means. Yeah. One by one, yeah. So it's basically saying to not mess with people who have yet to learn about Krishna or have yet to like fully engage themselves in Krishna consciousness and who are ultimately attached to still making tons of money and being the wealthiest and having all the women and all these things. Don't let them, don't stop them from we doing We don't have this. to stop them, yeah. right? Like they're, they're living that life. They're not fully yet in like a mood of like wanting to be in Krishna consciousness. Don't stop them, but instead introduce them to the idea of working in the spirit of devotion, right? Yes. And I think that's what you were trying to clarify, Shamali. So like, because if they work in the mood of, in the spirit of devotion, then eventually they will become Krishna consciousness. Right. So they can still be. And it's kind of like the example that you were saying, Shama, about like going out and like, you know, like all these things that you were doing that you kind of lost interest in mm -hmm. slowly by introducing little bits of Krishna consciousness. Except in this case, it's it's along the lines of what Shamali is saying. Is you don't have to go to the temple and start like serving and ignore everything else in your life. Rather, keep doing your job. Right. And do it in the spirit of devotion. So say, say there's an example, like there's a man named Capitalist Chad, right? Like, he's, like Capitalist <laughs> okay. Chad loves working hard, playing hard. He wants yes. the Maseratis. He wants all that stuff, right? Right, right, right? As 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 Krishna conscious people, we shouldn't stop Capitalist Chad from doing his thing, but we right. should introduce him to more Krishna conscious activities. Don't stop him from working. Yes. We can't. We can't stop Capitalist Chad from doing that. We can just be like, hey, Chad, if you give a little to the temple, um, you know, like that gives you extra money later. Like right. you just right. you or know, offer your food before you eat it. You yeah, know? like yeah. small things, like donate a little bit of your money or do a little bit of this. Keep doing what you're doing. Just do a little bit for Krishna, right? right? How can the results of your work be dedicated in the service of Krishna? You know what's so interesting? This, for a second, it popped into my head. The Beatles. So George Harrison was a devotee, is a devotee. I mean, he's not alive, but anyway. So what <laughs> was, was a devotee? devotee. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, was, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, and I think the story goes kind of at one point, like he got so inspired by Srila Prabhupada, by this great acharya or teacher by example, that he, I think at one point did want to kind of like, okay, what should I do? And Srila Prabhupada was like, no, continue, continue doing what you're doing, music. And you can spiritualize anything. Because yeah. what did George Harrison end up putting out? He put out that song. Uh, my sweet Lord. Hare Krishna, my, my Lord. Hare Krishna. Oh, my God, we all just started dancing. And then he goes <laughs> in to say, I really want to know you, Lord, but it takes so long, my Lord. So yes. he put such beautiful deep spiritual lyrics in his songs that were heard by millions. Yeah. He found a beautiful way to spiritualize his karma yoga, his Ooh. duty. <gasps> Way to bring it all back, Shelby. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was beautiful. Full circle, full circle. Full Love circle. That. that was sweet. And for those, and again, it's it's sometimes it's hard, right? Because the accountant can't put Krishna into his numbers. Right. Uh, you know, like Fair. there's careers in which, you know, you, you just, it's not as easy 
to involve Krishna. So that's why we're saying like offer your food before you eat, um, give a little donation from the money you make. There's other sacrifices. There's other ways to partake in karma yoga because what it is is about the consciousness, right? Intention, right. And yeah. as we the had said with the accountant example, though, Krishna has said, if you detach yourself from I'm the doer. So if that accountant goes into work, okay, Krishna, this is my service to you. I'm going to try to dedicate it and shift my consciousness. And you kind of over time, let go of your ego. Krishna will illuminate the path. He's going to put you in the exact moment, space, and time you need to be somewhere to be able to, you don't know what he's going to do. Maybe, gonna, he, maybe he'll give you a job in near a temple in a different city or state. And then you get to right? have the, you know, hang out with other devotees and grow in your spiritual life. You never right. know how Krishna will guide you exactly. just to do your duty and believe that Krishna has your back. Maybe even by your example, <laughs> the person in the cubicle next to you will be inspired by you and ask you, hey, how, how are you so happy? and peaceful all the time yeah. and just start questioning yep. you for so sure you never know when you become an instrument to krishna oh he's gonna work his magic through you in an unbelievable way love that text mm. number 27 priya the spirit sold bewildered by the influence of false ego thinks himself the doer of activities that are in actuality carried out by the three modes of material nature oh i love this so the spirit soul so our soul yes Gets kind of confused thinking like, I am. I'm doing everything. I'm doing everything. I'm responsible for everything. And gets, and it doesn't realize that the reality is that passion, ignorance, and goodness influence our behaviors. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. And that's kind of why exactly. And that's why karma yoga is the recipe of how to get rid of this false ego, which kind of blurs everything and it bewilders the spirit soul. The spirit soul is pure, sat chit ananda. Uh, what did we say? Uh, eternality, knowledge, and bliss. So when you think yourself the doer, your ego gets in the way and all of a sudden things become a little foggy, a little blurry. And you know, this concept of the three modes, I love it that there's, if you go to the middle of the Bhagavad Gita, there's all the pictures, right? And they actually have here the picture of the three modes of material nature. This kind of like these three, you can imagine. What these, page are you? Or like, you where go can to we page, find you? Um, I don't know. Go to the pictures. Where are the, the, oh, the, the, the colored pictures? The fun little pictures in the yeah. Bible. Mine start on page 429. And you scroll through plate six. The the, the caption underneath says... Is yours says, the same? Shama mine's the same Gita? as Priya's. Here it says, The spirit soul bewildered by the three modes of material nature are under the influence of the false ego. So the picture basically shows at the very top of the sky, you have this beautiful being, Krishna, just playing his flute, so lovely. Underneath, you have you kind of have these dark clouds, and right above the clouds, you have these three beautiful women, goddess-like women, holding these little strings of, like, puppeteer strings. And underneath, you have, at the very bottom of the picture, two men, kind of, it looks like they're fighting with each other. That's us, the jivas, the souls in the material creation. And we're just quarreling, totally governed. We think we're in control, but really we're just being controlled by the modes of nature, by passion, ignorance, and mode of goodness. So finally, when you serve Krishna and become an instrument to him, he gives you the ability to control your senses because Krishna is also called Rishikesh, controller of the senses. 
So love that. And also if the modes are a little confusing right now, we'll do a whole deep dive into them. There's a whole chapter dedicated to the modes. So, so don't get, if you're confused right now, don't worry. Yeah. Maybe we can talk for a second. What does it look like when you think you're the doer of everything? Because it says the person in material consciousness is convinced by false ego. He is the doer of everything. Someone might think, well, aren't I the doer? I mean, that's me waking up and going to work Capitalist every day. Chad is like, I'm doing all of yeah, it. Yeah. So what, what would Capitalist Chad, what would you say to him, Shama? You're on the hot seat. I'm putting you there. I was like, well, capitalist Chad is not actually doing anything because these modes that govern all of us affect everything, affect the time that we wake up in the morning, affect what we eat for breakfast, affect how we go out throughout our entire day, right? So capitalist Chad thinks that he is the doer, but he's actually governed by these modes. Right. I have um, a silly story. Yeah. Go for uh, it. I think... Uh, Those are my favorite kinds of stories. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I... Okay, listen, I'm just going to say it. Don't judge me. Mm-hmm. Okay, right, no judgment so, here. Safe this is space. Safe, safe space. Yep. <laughs> if you believe in astrology, you know that we all have like phases of our time, of our life in which we are like influenced by different planets. Yes. Right? And so like this, in my opinion, is karma. Like why am I influenced at this particular time for, for this many years to have hardship or to have... Uh, wonderful things like there's different different periods of your life right according to astrology and so I think this is like karma that we've accumulated in the past and when we're born it's like it's kind of like a roadmap for what could your life could be and so um for the last three years I've had uh, like a period of my life in which generally speaking what it says is that whatever I do is harder to achieve. The mm. results are like, basically there's no results. It's like I'm working against the current, right. right? Like I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing, and no results are happening. And and not in every aspect of my life, because obviously we're here doing a podcast and this is amazing, <laughs> right? And there's mm-hmm. also wonderful things, but in some aspects of my life, this is the case. And so I think in this way, before understanding that astrology, and and I, I consider myself a practicing or like trying to be a devotee, I, I was just like, why is why are things going this way? Right. right, like I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing, and nothing is happening, and I was not realizing that I wasn't a doer. That at the end of the day, mm. I am being uh, puppeteered. Yes. Yes. Right puppeteered. Yeah. I'm being puppeteered by the modes, right, of ignorance, passion, and goodness, and like be. It, it's working against me and I ultimately have no control of the results. That's right. a really good example, right? Because uh, you know how much I'm obsessed with Vedic <laughs> astrology, right? I love Vedic yeah. astrology, right? And it's true, right? It's like there's time periods of our life where we are influenced by whether it be different planets or different environments or different people mm. around us, right? These are the things that are constantly influencing us or sometimes working against us. Right. And so it, that ultimately means we're like, we're in this and, and like Shamley always says, you just put your head down and go forward and, you know, do your thing. <laughs> and like follow trust that Krishna has your back trust that you can just try to keep doing the best that you can but you we have to understand we're not the doers and in the material you know the modes are affecting us yes yeah and the modes are strong because if you think about it we've been here for thousands and thousands of years through reincarnation from one body to the next so it kind of says at the end of this line for due to his long misuse of the senses in sense gratification so Mm. beyond what we even remember we are just quite factually bewildered by our false ego, thinking that I'm taking credit for everything. This is all me, independent of God, of Krishna, which makes us forget 
sadly, our eternal relationship with Krishna. Mm. We kind of just forget about it. It becomes in the back burner. So we have to just kind of put our foot down and stop taking credit for everything and realize there are powers working through us that are much greater than ourselves. We're not independent. We're quite dependent. Yeah. So, and that I think wraps up our episode today. <laughs> yes. And we will start with text number 28 of chapter three in our next episode. We're all puppets. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> See you soon, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening. Bye. Hello, beautiful souls. If you like what you're hearing, please follow us on Instagram at Modern Yogi Podcast. And if you love what you're hearing, please make sure to share a link to our podcast at Modern Yogi Podcast with all your friends, families, and long lost cousins. And if you have any questions at all, send us a DM on Instagram at Modern Yogi Podcast and we'll be sure to get back to you. Thank you for listening to The, the Modern, Modern Yogi. Yogi.